Feasters. And with season three all wrapped up, I want to take this opportunity to thank Justin, Curtis, Philip, Paul, Carrie, Vincent, Matt, Val, Bridget, Ryan, Avani, and Tom for sharing their experiences, their defining moments, and journeys through their lives. I truly appreciate you, your time, and respect each and every single one of you very, very dearly. If you didn't listen to part one of the best of season three, that's all about building and creating relationships. This episode will be about just putting aside everything and getting outside of your comfort zone. If there's any other overarching theme to this season, it's about being uncomfortable and making choices, specific choices to put yourself outside of your comfort level. As I listened back to season three, And hearing all the stories and all the defining moments, every single person has their own story to tell and is very, very unique. But there are some overarching themes and common elements that I didn't see coming when I started out this season. One thing that I didn't see was that as I was asking that defining moment, what is their defining moment in life so far, regardless of whether or not it was getting married, having a child, starting their business, or even pivoting their business, where they are today and headed towards into the future all circles back to that very moment in time. Makes sense, right? Their defining moment has become their compass, their guiding light, their mission even. So I would encourage you to ask yourself, what is your defining moment in life so far? This podcast is brought to you by Feast. Feast is the online coaching and course platform for freelancers looking to specialize and niche down their business so that they can build recurring revenue, get better clients, and build processes in their business so that they can live the kind of life that they want. If you want 20% off of the annual membership to Feast for the lifetime of your membership, use Defining Moment, all one word, at checkout and go to feastcourse.com for all the details. Now, as I mentioned, I wanted to bring to you some of the best of quotes and conversation points from this season about being a bit uncomfortable. What you're doing in your business today may not be what you're doing a year from now or three years from now, or definitely not five years from now. So how you get there is really up to you. But being uncomfortable at times will allow you to grow, not just yourself, but your business and be able to see opportunities where, well, maybe they weren't there if you hadn't put yourself in that position. Now, I'm a realist, right? You should know that by now. And the likelihood that you listen to every single second of every episode of this season is probably pretty slim. But if you had, I am eternally grateful to you and I appreciate you without a doubt. Every episode touched upon how there was a jog or a point at which the guest had to shift the business or their mind or even a time where they were pushed outside of the area that they were comfortable in and well, they just sucked it up and went for it. Every single person, whether it was Ivani or Paul who up and left a great job for what they were passionate about or Curtis, who's had to have difficult conversations with clients so that he can spend time with his kids. Or Matt, 
who gave up his dream of owning a big agency with a big office only to tear it completely down and rebuild one from scratch. Every single person got outside their comfort zone and pushed aside self-doubt just for a minute and came out better in the end for it. Here's how Philip Van Dusen describes what a career can look like. New opportunities and new uh, you know, paths to a new passion sometimes won't open up until you let something go. You know, I, I had told myself at that period of time when I was still painting and not happy at the end, I was like, you know, I don't want to do commercial art. I don't want to wait tables anymore. I don't want to, you know, teach anymore. I had built all of these brick walls on either side of me that basically left me no alternative of what to do. So I kind of came to a point in my life where it was like, I was really distressed. I was very depressed. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And until I let go of some of those things, this whole other world couldn't open up. And as soon as I did, it did open up and it's made, you know, it's given me an absolutely incredible life. I love that quote. New opportunities won't open up until you let something go. Sometimes that may be a client or a trade that you do or a tool, but other times it's our fears. Too often you may think that you are out of line or don't know enough to be saying something or positioning yourself in a certain way to a client or lead. I've heard that so often, it's, it's actually mind-boggling to me. The reality is that your client or leads are coming to you because you are the expert. You have knowledge and experience that they don't, and you have the solution that they need. By pushing that fear aside or letting it go, as Philip says, amazing things can happen. So when you email me and say, have this thing to be done, I'll, here's, here's my whatever, seven or nine questions. Um, and doing that, let me really just nail down, like, who's, who's serious? Because some people would never answer. And I'd follow up once. And if they didn't answer mm -hmm. it, then we're not interested. Clearly, the project is not that important to you. But other people answer it and, like, have had, whoa, these are great questions. I'm going to need a week because I wasn't – everyone else has just like, asked me technical stuff. But clearly, you think about, like, this at a totally different level and, like, a real business. Like, yes. And then when you mm -hmm. get to the conversation later, like, you're twice as expensive as everyone else. And I said, oh, okay. And? Right? And they're like, <laughs> right, well, right. you know, did you bring your prices – or do you bring your prices down? No. Why? Right? What if I bring in extra work? Oh, that's great. No. Right? And even remembering, so I even violated one of my own rules there. When someone says, wow, you're expensive. Your response is nothing. You say nothing back because they didn't ask you a question. Just sit there. Mm -hmm. Right? And most of the times I say, you're expensive. And you sit there quietly. And I even had, did you hear me? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say? Like, you didn't ask me a question, did you? You just made a statement. If it's not valuable to you, then don't do it. And they said, oh, okay, well, I'll send you the deposit tomorrow. Like, that was it. They were really just wanting a discount. <laughs> um, right? And sometimes, sometimes, other, sometimes the value is finding a cheaper supplier. That's totally fine, right? I want to engage with people where I'm really talking about your business and doing a lot of the same things I do in coaching and doing the technical aspect for you. Why are you doing this? Why are we doing this feature? Is it valuable to you? If it's not valuable to you, let's just not do it. That was Curtis McHale talking about how when you're faced with an awkward situation or even a difficult conversation for that matter, a lot of the times it's that positioning and confidence that you have that wins over a client. It's those first moments that you do it that are really hard and difficult. I get it. I promise you, in fact. But the more and more that you do it, 
the easier it becomes. Or if you want to, you can learn it the hard way like Paul Jarvis did. As like muscle to send like angry verbiage on a letterhead. I ended up getting like $5,000 out of the 30. Like it wasn't very much. I think my lawyer took 50% of that because it was contingency because I didn't have the money to pay him. (laughs) So like that definitely sucked. But that really taught me that it's like it's okay to stop working if you're stopping if people stop paying you and like right after that i was like after that <laughs> it's so hard not to swear but like <laughs> i was like f this net zero is my new policy so right. you are if you want to work with me you're giving me a down payment then you're going in my calendar if i give you a deliverable you're giving me a payment immediately or i'm not doing the next thing in this project So you as a client are in control of the momentum of this project by paying me instantly because I'm doing the work for you instantly. Like not, I'm not doing it like in 10 seconds or anything, but like (laughs) I'm starting to work on it and I'm continuing to work on it from the start to the finish of the project. So if you want me to keep going, you're going to keep feeding me money. And then I haven't been screwed over by a client since. Paul obviously has built a very successful career from that moment in time. But at that very moment, He no doubt was facing a very difficult time where, well, that person owed him quite a bit of money. And yes, he recouped some of it, but he lost a good chunk of that. From that day forward, though, he never wanted to be in that situation again and therefore changed his policies accordingly, sticking to his guns and asking upfront for the money before any work gets done is something that has had a profound impact on my business as well. Think about it. You can't just walk into an electronics store, pick a TV up off the shelf, and then tell the salesperson that you're going to pay for it in 30 days. It just doesn't happen. So why do we as freelancers allow it to? When a lead or client encounter happens and it's just not a fit for whatever the reason may be, each and every single person in this season would pass on it. And you should too. Here's the reason, plain and simple, and Vincent Puglisi is going to back me up here in a second. There is always another project around the corner. But the beautiful thing about it, I turned it down, it felt a little weird, because like I'd be walking out of here with a big check right now. And two weeks later, this, this girl named Julie contacted us, really sweet girl, had a meeting with her, booked her instantly. Great, such a nice couple, still friends to today. They booked us for that same exact date. It was a portfolio wedding, like literally like one of the, our lead weddings that other people can see. Great couple. And I was like, oh, such validation that we didn't give in for the money. Just because you pass on one gig doesn't mean that that's the last opportunity for you to get a project ever, ever again. Vincent says it plain and simple here. He passed on a gig and then landed an amazing one and actually made a friend out of it to this very day. Now, I'm not saying to go crazy and become someone completely different. You don't want to do that. But you will need to buckle up and go on some bumpy rides from time to time. You're going to have to get yourself uncomfortable in certain situations. I have introverted tendencies and people say to me all the time that it's impossible with all of the public facing things that I do. It's only because I've become comfortable with the uncomfortable. 
But in that context, I'm being myself. I enjoy doing podcasts like this. I enjoy talking with other people. I enjoy speaking in front of people. I enjoy being asked questions on the fly so that I can potentially help that person get unstuck. Carrie Dills shared some thoughts on this, and I think she just sums it up best. So I'll let her talk here. I don't, something really big I've learned uh, is just be yourself. And when you're being natural, that's your most attractive self uh, versus trying to put on a personality or a facade or act a certain way. And I'm just an informal person and I've learned to roll with it. (laughs) And so you probably don't want me showing up in certain meetings, um, but for the type of client that I work with and and want to attract, and now in this case, the students I want to work with, um, there's an appreciation for a friendly tone, an informal tone, a welcoming, hey, if you got questions, ask them, you know, not putting on air sort of environment. Um, so I guess that's a long way of, of, I don't know if I even answered your question No, (laughs) to some degree. Yes. I think, but the way creating that environment is being myself. If you want to attract a certain type of person or client that can only happen when you are genuine. And that is only when you are yourself. If you are listening to this right now, you are exactly who I want to grab a coffee or a beer with, eat a meal with, and have a conversation with. Nothing comes easy. And if you want to achieve certain goals in life, sometimes that means doing the hard things, but remain yourself. Ryan Carson has been running a very successful business for close to a decade now, and you wouldn't think he need help, right? In addition to that, I I decided it was time to get a coach. So I have a CEO coach that's basically like a psychiatrist for business, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) um, And and she's been fundamental in helping me um, strengthen my strengths, but also smooth out my weaknesses. So it's been a fun journey, but it's, it was hard, but looking backwards it, it, um, I'm so grateful I was able to go through that. Now, Ryan is a very humble guy and very driven for his life's mission. But even that said, I'm sure asking for and getting help. Well, it wasn't easy. I've had a few coaches over the years, and each one has made me a better person, not just business-wise, but as a human too. I'll tell you this firsthand, it's not easy letting someone into your world, but having that outside perspective, that specific coaching that you think you need, and being totally open to the idea can have a great impact and accelerate your business forward and get you closer to your goals. Getting outside of your comfort zone is where growth happens. If you're a parent, I know you're going to agree with me on this next point. I see getting outside of your comfort zone firsthand with my son TJ as he's only now just exploring the world and himself as a person as he's approaching his second birthday very soon. If he didn't get outside of his comfort zone, he'd still be lying on his back in a Finding Nemo chair. If you want to achieve your dreams and big goals that you have in life, step off the edge once in a while and see what it does for you. Say no when you normally would say yes. And each and every time you do it after that, you'll see how much better your life will be. Until next time, it's your time to live in the feast.